I kept learning about this pattern. And until I really healed that, I, was, I wasn't able to just be ready for love. Wow. So you kind of have to not find the right person. You have to be the right person. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these. But did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. From now until March 19th, Whole Foods Market is running their sales event, Taste the Mediterranean. It's a store-wide, flavor-packed journey of regionally-inspired selections. Save on Mediterranean-inspired flavors like Parmigiano-Regano, Charcuterie, and Ground Lamb. Find sales on animal welfare-certified meat. Save on seafood like Whole Bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. Stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles and whole wheat pita pockets. Wines from the sun-soaked vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy start at just $8.99. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. So many of us love coffee, like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home, or in my team's case, in the office, and it's a game changer. I was just chatting with a teammate of mine about our love for the occasional sweet treat coffee. Sometimes, it's just the thing you need as a pick-me-up on a business day and we just stocked our office fridge with international delight cold foam creamer and it never misses the team's favorite flavor so far is the caramel macchiato you just shake the canister and spray it into your coffee and voila you've got an incredible cold foam coffee no frothing fancy machines or mess required international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom the best part it works on both hot and iced coffee it comes in three foaming delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at your grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Welcome to today's special episode. Over the last 1,300 plus episodes, there have been so many impactful interviews that I've been lucky enough to have, and I always like to reflect on some of the most powerful. And this episode was one that resonated with most of you guys in the past, and I'm excited for the value it's going to bring you today as well. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. You know, relationships then sound like a massive part of longevity. Yeah, absolutely. And, int- and you're the person you and choose community. to be with yeah. intimately. Yeah. It sounds like it could play a big part in you living longer or also dying quickly if that yeah. person's not there, if you don't have the tools to recalibrate once that person is gone yeah. or if something happens to them, right? Yeah, but what happens is we're, we're also part of a society where when your like, nuclear family, meaning your primary partner goes, you're not embedded in a network of people. Right? So in, in Sardinia and Nicaria, 
Yes, people died and spouses died. So Carmine, his wife died. But he was living with his family and his kids and his brother and his like, he had a whole ecosystem, a community, a yeah. tribe where it's like, okay, one person's gone and it's really sad and you're grieving, but you've got grandkids, you've got kids, you've got parents, right, you've got exactly. a- uncles and aunts involving you in the community still, right? Creating a process of integration exactly. in life, exactly. meaning purpose, community. Exactly. Exactly. So in America, what I'm hearing you say is we isolate ourselves more. Totally. Right? It's yeah. like find your house in the suburbs and your parents go here and your kids go away and they leave you. They're neighbors, you know, they look out that they've lived next to somebody for 20 years and they don't even know who they are, you know? Sure. What do you think we could do differently? And is it, do you think American society will ever change with this, you know, parents leaving and, because I hear about some of the, I think it's a, in India, it's like they fight over who's going to have their parents sometimes is what I hear. It's like, right. which siblings are going to get to have the parents, parents stay with them. Yeah, yeah, right, it's like right. this argument debate. is the same thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a hard society we live in, and it's such an individualistic society. It's not a communal society, and I think it's, it's cost us a lot. And I feel like there are little pockets of people who are building community, whether it's online communities, whether it's in-person communities, whether it's you know, communities that are you know, in cities. And there, there's a, So there, there is a sense of people starting to build community. And I, I'm involved in a lot of these, and I'm starting to see it pop around, but I think it's, it's definitely not mainstream yet. Wow. I talked to one um, doctor on here, and he said he got sick two different times in his life. He's an older guy in his 70s and 80s, um, and, I, and then he recovered from it. I said, what happened? How did you recover? He said, I found love. Yeah. He's like, I found love, and it gave me that sense of meaning, that belonging, that purpose again. got me back in shape. It got me making better decisions. Yeah. You know, it got me living life to the fullest. Totally. Um, why is love such a strong healer? Love is medicine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think you know, it's the same reason that community is the same reason belonging is. It's because, you know, when when we have a deep connection relationship with someone, it literally changes our gene expression. Mm. So if, if you're in a loving connection with really? someone, yes, it's this whole scientific <clears throat> field of sociogenomics, right? How our social ex- relationships affect our genes, and we know if you're in a conflictual relationship you will turn on genes of inflammation which cause disease and aging. If you are in a loving, connected, heart-centered relationship, you are activating all the repair genes. You literally, through cuddling, can change your epigenome. Mm. Right? It's amazing. So stay in bed for an extra five minutes and cuddle I love, I love cuddling. I got, home last, <laughs> I got home last night and I just like laid there with Martha, just like hugging her for like 30 minutes. I was like, uh, just want to relax. And it feels healing because your body relaxes. Yeah. Right? It feels yeah. like... Whatever's going on, you can calm it down and just be peaceful. Totally. It's a beautiful thing. So you've been, you've been married a few times, right? Married and divorced a few yeah, times? Yeah, I'm an expert in relationships. Yeah, expert in relationships. Married and divorced three times. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest lessons from marriage uh, and divorce that have taught you about health and longevity? That's a great question. I think, you know, everybody's different. And for me, um, the key to really finding happiness and the key to finding love that is a really good, healthy, solid love, which I have now, was really dealing with my original traumas and wounds. Really? Yeah. And I think, you know, you wrote a book about mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all, whether we're men or women, throughout our childhood have big or small traumas. You know, Gabor Mate talks about micro trauma, macro trauma. You know, micro trauma could just not being seen by your mm-hmm. parents and mm-hmm. not being loved well enough or neglected or not actual abuse, whereas you know there's sure. actual real emotional or wow. physical abuse or sexual abuse. So all that registers in our nervous system. 
And for me, I had corrupted love software. And I had to heal that. A corrupted love software. software. Yeah, definitely. Well, what did that What did that mean for you? Well, it, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the brief story. Is you know, my mother uh, was a child of deaf parents. Mm. Deaf. Deaf. They couldn't hear. Wow. So she was their ears and their eyes. Wow, that's a lot of responsibility. So she became a parent to them. Yeah. She became somebody who thought that love was taking care of people who needed help or were broken. Wow, that's interesting. Right. So she picked my dad and my stepfather who were very broken. And they were in very, you know, damaged emotionally. And that was because, you know, That's my, what she knew. That was her familiarity. Familiarity. Right? And my, you know, my dad was broken because his mother, you know, was a child of 13 and accidentally killed her sister when she was two, pushing her off to swing. Oh. And it was the pariah of the family. Had to sit at a different table. It was completely neurotic oh. and anxious. And that epigenome goes in through, it's translated through generations. And so... It, you know, it all makes sense. And so then I, I, my mom was super depressed and unhappy and she used me to be her therapist. Oh, man. As a little kid, which is so bad you news. repeated the pattern. Like so she then did. I thought, oh, love is taking care of someone who's needy and broken. Right. So. Who needs me. Oh, yeah. So I would, I would, had the savior complex and I would try to fill this hole that I had, this emptiness that I had because I thought that, you know. If I did that, I could I could kind of fill this emptiness that I have Interesting. of picking these people in a way that filled me up because I was you know serving them or taking care of them or, and I and oh and it wasn't always exactly like that but it was I kept learning about this pattern, and until I really healed that I was I wasn't able to just be ready for love. Wow. So you kind of have to not find the right person; you have to be the right person. That's so true. Yeah. What allowed you to heal it? What What allowed you to recognize it and then start the healing journey? Yeah, well, that, which is a journey. You yeah, know? no, I've been doing it. I've been, I, I intellectually understood it, but uh, you know, it's a the, physical. Yeah, but I really yeah. went through a process of using psychedelics to mm -hmm. heal a lot of the trauma, uh, which you know is now emerging as, as a really valid way to start to re pattern your neurology that literally changes the structure and function of your neurons wow. in your brain these compounds and I began to sort of do some inquiry I decided to take like a break from relationships and really do a deep in dive looking at my own mind my own thoughts my own beliefs every day writing them down kind of rewriting it the story from my higher self wow. and then I and then I kind of unpacked my whole life with a friend of mine who's a coach uh, really amazing woman Lauren Zander and I was able to kind of see my whole childhood very differently and you know, talk about incest that happened to me and things that I just had buried for 50 wow. years. And then I, I saw this movie, Coda, which was a Best Picture uh, Academy Award winning uh -huh. film uh, last year about children of deaf adults. C-O-D-A means children yeah. of deaf adults. And it was my mother's story. Not actually her story, but it was the same. She was a child of... Hear, wow. uh, of deaf parents and could Because the child in the, I still haven't seen it yet, but the child has got a deaf family, right? Yeah, and she's hearing, and it's about her struggle to become, wow. in, you know, an, like uh, disentangled from the dependency her parents had on her, right? Holy cow. So, what, so what that, opened up for you so when that, you saw that? That was like, that just like hit me like a, like a lightning bolt, and I just was sobbing and sobbing. I, it took me hours and hours to watch the movie because I had to stop, because I was just being like on the floor just in this cathartic process, and I know that never really happened to me like that oh, before. And, and after that happened, I kind of got what happened to my mother. I got what happened to me. I got, you know, what was going off in my own nervous system. And then I just felt free, and like I felt light, and I healed a lot of that. So wow. it took me a while. I'm a slow learner. I'm good with medicine, but it's not.
Okay, we all have our things. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. And but I now I just feel like I have such a different wiring and a different nervous system, and it's I feel way calmer and way less anxious in relationship. And how would I mean? Where would you be had you not talked to that you know therapist friend and kind of looked back at your entire history of your life and assessed it? If you didn't watch that movie, if you didn't do the psychedelics, kind of all those medicines in one, where would you be had you? Skipped it after your last I relationship. Think still, you know, I was my joke. I said I had a broken picker. You uh-huh. know, I still have a broken picker. I still would might try to find someone mm-hmm. who isn't really the person that's going to be able to meet me. That's an equal mm-hmm. and can, you know, have a healthy attachment style. It can, you know, be independent but come together and yes. you know, just like it really, it really was powerful. Uh, so wow. I, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, this all happened in the last couple of years. Yeah. So there's hope after 60, even if you oh, keep yeah. choosing oh, poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, and it just got me free. And I think, you know, a lot of these cultures don't have to deal with this stuff. I mean, of course, there's always family drama and this and that. But I think, uh, you know, they, there's just such a level of, of connection and community and mutual support and happiness and joy as part of living that we've sort of lost. And uh, mm. I, I think that was a big learning for me. And how did you feel beforehand, like in the previous 40 years of different marriages and relationships? Did you, you said you feel free and lighter. Did you never feel free? No, I didn't. In marriage I didn't, or in relationship? No, I didn't. I, I always what felt. Was, what was the I feeling? didn't know until afterwards. You know, you don't know how your horse is standing on your foot until it gets off. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Like, wow, I was always so anxious and kind of trying to hold on to love and keep love and be afraid of losing love and want someone to love me. And it just was like such a weird dynamic that I was embedded in that I didn't even fully see. Really? Yeah. And this is fat. I'm so excited you're sharing this. This yeah, is powerful. Yeah. yeah I think very- a lot of people need to see this and hear this from you, Mark, because they see you as this, I don't know, what are you, 30, <laughs> 30 time New York Times bestselling author, you know, this <laughs> this individual who's done so well and been so successful in many areas of life. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, the marriages and the relationships you were in were all like failures. I'm sure you had great love and connection and moments and things like that, but they weren't, you know, it sounds like the right fit and you didn't feel like you were free inside, right? And maybe they didn't feel the same thing either, so I'm not saying they were bad and wrong or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But to hear you talk about this, this healing journey at this stage, as someone who studies healing and as someone who studies medicine and that studies all these things, even you had to learn how to heal relationships totally. you, you knew about the body stuff and for food sure. and medicine for sure but it was the healing the relationship yeah. and the childhood wound that you yeah. carried with you all yeah. those years and what's interesting now lewis is in our culture we're starting to have a language for this yeah. and the acceptance of this and you know the sort of mm-hmm. not seeing mental illness as a stigma but as a consequence of a lot of cultural and personal trauma right i mean just living in our culture today is traumatic you just right. open the newspaper or mm-hmm. listen to the news or the amount of conflict and strife and, you know, just economic inequities and all the things that we're dealing with, climate change. I mean, it's, it's a very psychologically stressful moment of history. But, you know, we, we also can shift a relationship to that by understanding how our brains work and our nervous systems work and start to actually not necessarily get caught up in all that wow. and kind of re- reset our systems. So one of the key things I talk about in the book is mindset, mm-hmm. you know, is how our minds really play a role in our longevity. And if we don't get that straight, we're screwed. Like we, when people kill themselves by their thoughts, right? Literally. And give me some examples. What do you mean? How do they kill themselves? 
I mean, I mean, well, they have suicidal thoughts. I mean, they'll, they'll lead themselves oh, to I mean, killing themselves. I mean, it's all about belief, right? Yeah. So when you look at voodoo, for example, I mean, you put a voodoo hex on somebody, boom, somebody can drop dead. You know, like uh, my, one of my mentors, uh, who very much inspired me before I went to medicine, was Bernie Siegel, who wrote Love, Medicine, and Miracles, who is this kind of Yale oncologist, bald guy, so cute, wrote writes with a purple a purple a pen letters that used to write me, and uh, back before email. <laughs> and, and he, you know, he talked about these studies where they would like tell this cancer patient that they found this great new cure and they gave them this pill that was a placebo and their tumors shrunk overnight. And then they, they told them like, you know, a month later, two months later, oh, they found it didn't work so well and the tumors came flying back. So like, that's the power of the pharmacy in our mind. This is fascinating. I'm so, I'm still kind of amazed that this all happened in the last couple of years. Yeah. So after the movie, you had this uh, catharsis experience, right? Yeah. And you felt lighter after that. Yeah. You felt, I, I you felt released. Free. I felt free. Right after this yeah, on felt, the floor felt, sobbing moment. Yeah, I can't, it's hard to explain it, but I just felt like I was flying. Like I just felt like I'd been carrying this weight my whole life. It just was gone. Do you feel like it was completely, do you feel like your body has, your nervous system was fully healed after that? Or have there been moments of like triggers and kind of the PTSD feelings? In your nervous system, or like maybe... I think it's echoes and shadows more oh, that come back now. Okay. Like that, can I can recognize and go, oh, all right, whatever. You know, it's like it doesn't. It's not like it. It grabs me like it used to. Wow. Yeah. This is fascinating. This all happened in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And as you know, and then I, I began to think about you know just aging and longevity in general, and how do we how do we build a life that creates healing in our body, whether it's healing our trauma. And I have a whole section in the book about. Healing trauma because that's a key part. It's huge. And some of the things that are now available, like ketamine and still like ganglion blocks, and and increasingly uh, probably by 2024, MDMA will be uh, available legally for psych, uh, psych, psychedelic assisted therapy, uh, and maybe psilocybin. I think was legalized in Colorado now and in Oregon. So it's it's all coming. Mm -hmm. And I think there's there's so many different modalities for people to choose from that we never had before. Sure. How important is expressing your emotions, crying, laughing, in living longer and healthier? Well, I do a lot, a lot of laughing, and I do some crying. And I think in my current relationship, I'm the crier. <laughs> like if we're watching a movie or, sure. you, know, you know, like whatever. Uh, um, where we're listening to a speech at a wedding, I'm the one You're crying. crying right? <laughs> it's so funny because yesterday I was on a flight and I watched uh, Coco, the movie Coco. <laughs> Literally, there's, a, there's an older guy next to me. And I'm literally, I kid you not, I cried four times watching Coco. The music and the storytelling. I'm like, this is a cartoon. And I'm crying. Right. But it was so beautiful. And I was, I was yeah. telling Martha about it. And she was yeah. like, yeah, it's such a beautiful, because it's all about family. It's yeah. all about connection. It's yeah, all about totally. like sharing your music with the world. And totally. this, you know, beautiful story. But yeah. so you feel like you're the crier in the relationship. <laughs> That's right. But how powerful is crying as an emotion and laughing and... I think it's being able to be free and expressed, whatever mm, it is. Like yes. being able to not have to you know, shut down and shut off and to learn how to do it in a way that's not destructive, mm -hmm. right? To do it in a way that's loving and kind and thoughtful. There's, there's always a way of getting expressed without hurting somebody else. Yes. So I think we tend in our culture to lash out and to be mm -hmm. reactive and that's not good. That's not so it's like, it's, it's sort of like, it's like, like Viktor Frankl's idea of slowing things down. Like in between stimulus and response, there's a gap or a pause, right? And then that pause lies the choice. So you can choose to slow down the whole process. And I friends with Tom Brady, and he, he's like, you know, when I snap the ball, everything's in slow motion. Yeah. 
like everything just slows down. It's like it's amazing. You think it all happens like in seconds, but like he's like all the time in the world, it's right? Because everything just goes in slow motion because he's so present. So we can do that in every moment. It just takes practice. It's yeah. a skill. You know, if you want to lift 50 pounds, well, you have to work at it, right? If you want to train your mind to work differently, you have to work at it. You have to investigate your mind. You have to, mm -hmm. That's what, you know, all these practices that are ancient. You know, we, we in our culture are really good with the outer technology, but places like Tibet, they, they were really experimenting with inner technology for thousands of years and, and learned all sorts of skills about mastering the mind. So mastering your body is key, but mastering your mind is also a key to longevity. Right. And so it's like mastering your emotions and your heart is a key as well. Yeah, but your mind is what regulates your emotions. Now, people have argued with me about this, but what happens first is your thought and then the feeling, right? And then sure. the emotion. Sure. Right? Because you have, even if it's an instantaneous thing, there's some thought that precedes it, even if it's a subconscious thought that precedes the feeling or emotion. Mm. So you never have the feeling first. So you Unless you don't have the ability to think, but then you probably wouldn't be here. So it's right. like... Well, some people don't have that, but yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's always a thought. Yeah. Uh, or it's a... So it can't be a feeling, huh? Because you have to think it first before you feel it? Yes, I think so. I think always... Whether it's... It's, it's like... It's, like it if you smell something that brings back a memory, memory, right? Is that a thought or, or first? If you, yeah, or if you, you, know, you see you're about to get in a car crash, you have the thought, I'm going to die, and then your body goes into reaction. Oh. And it can happen in a millisecond. But like, you can have a millisecond thought, but it's always going to precede whatever it is. Sure, yeah. sure. My career not only requires me to travel, but also gives me the freedom to. Traveling has brought me so many positive experiences and memories. Like that time I spent the holidays at an Airbnb in Big Bear with some of my extended family, and it was the perfect way to come together and connect with my family that I don't see that often. And if you have a similar setup that allows you to travel often, have you ever thought about your empty home while you're gone? More specifically, how you can make some extra money by keeping your home occupied while you're out of town. I'm a big advocate for setting up a side hustle to give Give you an extra stream of income and Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine, but there are some people out there who've never even realized their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Quaker has been a trusted name in breakfast for over 145 years, which is crazy to think about because that means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, and the ballpoint pen. And while clearly a lot of things have changed since 1877, some things have stayed the same, like the great taste and quality of Quaker oats. I mean, I think we all grew up with Quaker in our household. Quaker has something for everyone, like old-fashioned and quick oats, great for cooking and baking, or instant oatmeal in different forms flavors and varieties, one of my faves for a quick breakfast. And whether it's lower sugar or added protein or fiber, Quaker Oats can satisfy the whole family. There's even Quaker Fruit Fusion with real fruit pieces, added vitamins, and no artificial colors for a bold start to a bold morning. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats in your local grocery store. 
The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So I'm curious about the relationship stuff because I think because <laughs> I think you don't talk about this a lot. I do a little bit. Yeah, but we can do it. And I think I, I'm a I'm starting to believe more and more that the relationship you have with yourself is massive. The way you view yourself, your beliefs. You're talking about this now. How you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, is key towards living a healthy life now, but also extending your life. Totally. And the way you view and and. Think about relation, your intimate relationship. I used to feel like I was trapped all the time. You know, I was fearful and, and I felt like I was trapped and there was no way out. I couldn't be myself. Yeah. And that would make me feel unhealthy inside. Yeah, inside. It, made me, it made me feel like I was a six out of a 10 every day. Yeah. Because right. I felt like trapped, right? No, I'm doing that to myself. So. No one is no one is trapping me. It's right. my fear and insecurity of sure. like leaving the relationship or whatever it might be or having the courage to communicate, all these things oh, that yeah. I needed to Tell learn. Tell the truth, right? And so... The relationship we have with ourselves and with our intimate partner, I, I'm starting to learn, is the most powerful, one of the most powerful things for longevity. Totally. Because we're going to, it's going to shape the actions we have, the decisions we make on a daily basis, how we show up, what we eat, the environment, all that stuff. How, what is the, some of the conversations you're having in your relationship about longevity and about, you know, you're entering a new relationship from a different space, a mm. healed space. Mm. Are you having different types of conversations than you never had before? If so, what are you? Yeah, those? I think they're really different. I mean, I think, uh, you know. And are you showing up as your whole self finally? Is that what's I, I think I'm able to. I think I'm able to be free and independent and still fully connected wow. all the time. So as opposed to feeling dependent or needing. So you're unattached. You're highly engaged, but you have low attachment. I'm fully committed, but not. Like low attachment, yeah. I'm securely attached, what they say is securely uh -huh. attached, as opposed to being insecurely attached or avoidant or like there's all these styles of attachment. Sure. But there's a healthy attachment style. A lot of us has have attachment disorders because if we weren't loved well as kids or we you know, we had various kinds of traumas. Yeah. So we have these attachment disorders. Uh, and and I think I had more of an anxious attachment disorder. Uh, and and I think that through healing that I I'm able to sort of be able to just be present to whatever is and wow. not be in reaction, and that's such a powerfully different way. Whatever it is we're doing, um, and my partner is also extre extremely self-aware mm. and extremely talented at communicating. That's beautiful. And um, you know, she has her own stuff that she works mm -hmm. through, but we do it together as if it's a as if it's a gift that we are able to unpack together, really? as opposed to something that's oppositional, mm. like. You have to fix this. You have to do this. You did this. You did that. Like, that's terrible. So we go, oh, here's a trigger. I felt triggered by blah, blah, blah. How do you handle it if, if you're in that? If we, go, we, we, we really deeply listen to each other. Yeah. We don't react. And then we, we take it as a third entity that's something for us to take care of together. Wow. As opposed to something, you better fix this or I'm out. You know, like, and it's like, oh, you know. Like today, I was like, I learned from my partner that she doesn't like hosting parties. You know, we're having a party, and I asked her, to, you know, to help with something, and she was like, I don't like hosting parties. 
I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> now I know. No, yeah. but like, it's like I could have reacted and got upset and mad. and It's like I kind of told a whole story in my head. It's this. But I'm like, oh, okay. Well, she. this is what she needs. She's like, I don't like doing this and that. So like, it's <laughs> right, fine. Right, right. You know, like, rather than having to like fix it or figure out why. or like it's, She doesn't like chocolate or she doesn't like strawberries sure, sure. or whatever. It's fine. I don't like doing everything either. That's <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't really like, you know, whiskey, but I like tequila. It's fine. Uh-huh. Who cares? <laughs> you know? Do you think you'd be able to analytically heal like just thinking if you were to just thought about these things versus the the physical releases that you had as well i think it's somatic i think yeah. a lot of this is buried in our tissues you know the, the, the nervous system the body keeps score yeah. about trauma and i think you know if we if we don't learn how to somatically release this stuff it just it, it is an intellectual exercise it doesn't happen it doesn't work fully. It, it helps but it's not it's not enough wow i'm curious about the in terms of the things that will decrease your lifespan at night. What, you know, a lot of people talk about the morning routines, but I'm curious about the evening routines that yeah. will decrease lifespan. Holy cow! Well, that's a great question. You know, there's a really amazing book I read years ago called Lights Out, mm-hmm. and it was a book that that was looking at the research on the harmful impact of the light bulb on human health, and it it was pretty convincing in showing that because we're not following the natural rhythms of the sun we're actually altering our biology in ways that damage our health. Mm. So when you're exposed to LED nights at light, to fluorescent lights at night, to full spectrum light bulbs at night, incandescent light bulbs, it's not normal for our physiology for 200,000 years. Sure. And all of a sudden the last 100,000 of the last, I mean the last 100 of the 200,000 years, we're all of a sudden exposed to this light bulb, our brains don't, process it properly. And so we inhibit melatonin. We don't sleep as well. Uh, we increase cortisol. Mm-hmm. And there's really crazy studies on how this, this can increase obesity, heart disease, cancer, mm. uh, dementia. And, and that's, just, that's just being exposed to light at night. So now there's this advent of an understanding of, of how we might block blue light, which is what you need in the morning, right? You want to be exposed to bright light from the sun the first thing in the morning, 20 minutes with no sunglasses. That's great. But at night, it's not a good idea. Sure. So you, there are now red light um, bulbs that, that, that only have red light and no blue light. There's blue blocker glasses where you can put on glasses at night and wear those at night around the house. Uh, screens are the worst thing at night. So that's a horrible thing that people do. They go to bed with their phone. They wake up with their phone. It's like <laughs> they spend more time with their phone with their partner. When I, <laughs> my nephew's like, look, my screen time is only five hours today. I'm like... Five hours. Imagine <laughs> what you could do with five hours. If you had five hours, right? You could you could make all the food for your week. You could sure. exercise. You could write a book. You could make a song. You could whatever. You know, every day, and um, and I think we also are are not actually winding down. So we go 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 go, and then hit the bed, and expect to sleep, but we can't do that. So mm. having a routine, and I talk a lot about the power of sleep and, and longevity and, and the power of sleep in the brain, but we're probably sleeping a couple hours less than we did throughout most of human history. Mm. And some people even less than that. And that has a huge impact on our cognitive function. Especially at night, we, we have a brain cleaning system yeah. called the glymphatic system, which is like the lymph system for the brain. So it's like the cleanup crew comes at night and cleans up your brain from all the garbage that accumulates from metabolic waste and stuff for the day. Well, you can, you, you, if you don't sleep, that's not working. And you get that. If you like go to bed and you yeah. wake up and you don't sleep enough, you feel foggy and tired. If you get a good eight, nine, ten hours sleep, you wake up and you're like, boom, everything's crystal clear and your brain's working. And I mean, it's, it's not rocket science. 
So it's not just because you haven't slept, there's some biology of what's happening. So you're producing nasty proteins and inflammation and all kinds of stuff. Right. Uh, and also, I think we you know, are exposed to way too much uh, uh, sound and light and stimulus at night. The temperature regulation is not good. So there's a lot of really cool devices like the eight sleep bed and mm -hmm. you know, um, um, another one, I forget the name of it, but uh, cooler or whatever it is. And, yep. it, and, and basically you, you can put it in your bed and lower the temperature. We be do better sleeping at about 65 to 68, 75, 70, 67 degrees. And if we do that, our bodies work better, we sleep better. I, I know for me, if it's hot, I don't sleep well. I can't sleep well, yeah. Yeah. We put it at 67, 68. Yeah. EAC. Yeah. But then it's like your face is like cold, so you have to figure, that's why the cooler, the chili yeah. pad or whatever Yeah, the it's chili pad, chili pad, yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah, and that's great. And the eight sleep, you can have one side that's hot for your for your partner and one that's cool for you. Is that what eight sleep does? It's yeah. like cold you, on one side and the other one? You can do whatever you want. It that's can interesting. Program. So you can like put on a king-size bed, you can... It's divided in half, so you can control your half. It's pretty nice. And, you can, and also you can control it through the night. You want it cooler in the morning, oh. cooler at night, hotter in the middle of the night, whatever. Yeah. That's cool. The best sleep I ever have is when I go camping, and I'm like winter camping. Really? I sleep like, I just feel like I you know, slept like Pass a Because yeah. you probably go to bed at like 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, but you sleep like 10 hours. But yeah. Like, but it's like I You sleep. watch the stars, you have a fire, you like tell some stories, well, this and is you what pass we, out. Exactly, that's what we always did historically, you know? We don't just like work, 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 watch TV, go to bed, or be on our phone, or mm -hmm. write, write emails to the last minute and text, and then go to sleep. It's just our brain, our bodies are not designed for that. I so I, in the book, I talk a lot about evening routines and what you can do, and you know the temperature, the sound, the light, uh, hot baths at night, Epsom salt, mm -hmm. uh, meditation, whatever, whatever works for you. Warm bath at night works well too. Oh yeah, hot bath, uh, Epsom salt brings you right down. Right down, boom. What about, um, in the book, you also talk about the seven core biological systems mm. and how we can use them to stop and reverse biological aging. Yeah. What are some of those? Yeah, so, so functional medicine is a very important paradigm shift in healthcare, which looks at the body as an ecosystem, not as a bunch of different separate parts. So as I was talking about earlier, the hallmarks of aging yes. are what scientists are now saying underlies all disease. That's a huge advance. Because instead of like 155,000 diseases, there's like 10 things that go wrong. Mm. And if we fix those 10 things, we get rid of all the rest, wow. right? But then the question comes, what's the cause of those hallmarks of aging? So functional medicine is the medicine of why. Not what disease you have and what drug to give or even what hallmark is there. But why is there a problem with this particular hallmark? Why are there epigenetic changes? Why are your mitochondria not working? Why are your nutrients not being sensed properly? Why? Are you making zombie cells? Why uh, do you have inflammation? Why do you have damaged proteins? Why do you have you know, stem cells getting pooped out? Like That's the important question, right? So in functional medicine, we think that there are, are really simple answers to these questions. Uh, you're either dying of too much of something that's bugging your system mm -hmm. that you need to get rid of, or too little of something you need for health. What are the ingredients for health that we need to get and help us thrive? Like I said, you know, I took the class on what causes disease, but not what causes health, right? So functional medicine is about the science of creating health. And, and in the framework of science, uh, science of functional medicine, there are seven biological systems or networks, They're, and it's a network of networks. They're not all separate, right? And these seven systems, again, underlie all disease, and the imbalances in these systems cause disease. And it's either too much of toxins, allergens, bad food, stress, microbes, you know, microbiome stuff, and not enough of the right ingredients for uh -huh. health, the right nutrition, nutrients, balance of hormones, light, air, water, sleep, exercise, 
you know, deep rest, community, meaning, purpose, love, relationships. These are all the ingredients for health, right? When those are too much or too little of those things, it causes disturbances in these seven systems. And what are they? Well, there's your microbiome in your gut. Yeah. There's your immune inflammatory system. We call that defense and repair. Your energy system, how you make energy in your cells and mitochondria. And by the way, these are also, in a way, some of the hallmarks of aging, right? Right? The, sure, sure, right? sure. Yeah. Uh, and then detoxification, which isn't really talked much about in the hallmarks of aging, but it's key because toxins cause a lot of the hallmarks of aging. Mm -hmm. So how do you detox your body? How do you process your metabolic toxins, environmental toxins? Then your transport system, which is your circulation and lymph system. And then there's communication systems, which is your hormones, your transmitters, uh, the nutrient sensing systems, how it all works. And lastly is your structural system, what you're made of, you know, from your subcellular mm -hmm. structures, your mitochondrion, your cell membranes, all the way to your bones and muscles and everything else. So that, that's what we think of. And so my job as a functional medicine doctor is to understand what's causing the imbalance in this particular person. So if you have, just because you know the name of the disease does not mean you know what's wrong with you. You could have, you know, 10 people with heart disease or diabetes or Alzheimer's or rheumatoid arthritis, and each of them might have different causes. You know, one person with rheumatoid arthritis might have a gluten sensitivity, another person might have a parasite, another person might have mercury poisoning, another person might have a problem with their microbiome, another person might have some other factor. So it's really about looking at uh, the personalized approach to understanding the root cause of each person's dysfunction. And yes, there are certain ways the body manifests dysfunction, and there's a limited number of ways, right? I would say there's only so many ways your body can say, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a myriad of causes. Mm -hmm. But from this functional medicine perspective, we look at what are these root causes of the hallmarks of aging? How do we get these seven systems in balance? And that will fix those hallmarks of aging. Because a lot of, a lot of scientists now in the longevity space, and by the way, there's a lot of billions of dollars flowing into this space because a lot of very wealthy billionaires don't want to die. So they're putting billions of dollars in like Jeff... Bezos and you know Calico Musk, from Musk, Google yeah, yeah. and you know all, uh, Yuri Milner. All these people are just pouring money in because they want to live longer. I think it's great. I think it's great because the government isn't funding it. They spend like a couple hundred million dollars a year on aging, studying aging, which is ridiculous. Because that's you know we spend six billion on cancer, and and yet if we cured cancer, we'd have a couple of years life expectancy. So we, if we fixed aging, we'd get a hundred, we'd get thirty years. And it's not just about this hedonistic pursuit of living longer and this selfish idea that I want to die. It's about Think about a society where you have the value of the wisdom and experience and the knowledge that comes from living a while. Yeah. Now, not everybody gets wiser as they get older. I found that out for sure. But a lot of you will do. And then any contribution they could make if they're fit and healthy. Now, if they're sick and diseased, it's going to be a huge drain on society. But the truth is that these studies have shown that if you are taking care of yourself, you live a lot longer and your health span equals your lifespan. Meaning you, you basically don't spend the last 20% of your life decrepit and diseased, which is what is average now. So let's say you've lived to be 80 the last, you know, let's say 20 years of your life, you're on the downhill. Whereas with the studies on health span, if you, and this was one by James Fries, I talked about in the book, it was published years ago in the New England Journal of Medicine. They basically looked at three habits. Keep your ideal body weight, don't smoke, and exercise, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Not, not a ton of stuff, right? And they found that when people did that, they not only lived longer, but they died quickly, painlessly, and cheaply. Really? And didn't cost a lot to the healthcare system. Wow. Whereas people who didn't do those things died earlier, but died long, painful, expensive deaths. Mm -hmm. 
so three things. I keep the ideal body weight, don't smoke, and exercise. And, exercise. <laughs> and you'll die better. Exactly. So, you know, I want to have my health span equal my lifespan. I want to be able to go for a hike on my last day of my life at 120, like you said at the beginning. That's amazing. You know, make love and go to bed, and that's it. And then just don't wake up. Say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And do people do that in the blue zones? Do you see that they're, they're maybe it's they like do. they have they one really week have, where they... Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I mean, my friend uh, Jeff Bland is the father of functional medicine, tells the story of his grandfather, who was, I think, almost 100 and they had a big Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody was here, happy. He's like, hey, everybody, it's been a great life. I love you all. This is it. I'm going to go. And he, like, went to bed and, like, after a great dinner and walked to bed and went to sleep and never woke up. Come on. <laughs> he was happy and everything was good? Great, yeah. I think he didn't You're wake like, up. like, I'm done. I'm done. No way. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've heard this story many times. Come on. Yeah. I've heard this story many times. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. He was he was healthy though. He was fine I mean, yeah. healthy he's, enough. I mean, he was. He seemed healthy. Like I mean, you know, he was able to get up from the table and do his things and hang out with his family. And, and he was like, "Thank you for the last great dinner." And yeah, see you pretty later. much. That's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, your health span can equal your lifespan. That's what the point of this book is. If you keep working on your biological age through the all the strategies and the tools and very practical application of the science in the book Young Forever, you can increase your health span, you can reverse your biological age. And we know how to do this. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. Yeah. What do you think is something that you're going to learn in this next decade? You know, you've learned so much in the last decade with all the new research and science and studies that have come along in the last decade. Now going in from 60s into, you know, for a decade from now to your 70s, what do you think is going to happen for you? Personally? Yeah. Or in science and medicine? Both. I mean, I think, you know, it's the most exciting time right now in medicine science because even as we're all getting sicker and dying younger and life expectancy is going down in America, the acceleration and pace of scientific advances and the convergence of a number of different phenomena from uh, systems biology to artificial intelligence to the genomic revolution to functional medicine, systems biology to big data computing is just blowing up how we're going to be understanding the body. So imagine a future where you'll be able to get a panel of lab tests, put your body through a whole body MRI, sequence your entire genome, your microbiome, wow. have a bioin sensor implanted that will track everything in real time over thousands of biomarkers and give you feedback in real time about exactly what you should do, how much you should sleep, what you should tweak, what you should eat, what you should eat. Like it would be so mind blowing to completely keep track of everything all the time. Like your computer has billions of sensors, right? And if your tires are low, oh God, my tire is low on the left back tire. Like how great is that? We don't have that, right? We go to your doctor, you get a checkup, he does your exam and checks a panel of blood tests. It hasn't changed in a hundred years. You know, like right. it's like, come on. You know, like we, we are in a, in a very different era of medicine and it's happening at such a pace. So the clinical practice of medicine today is not that, but it's coming very fast. So I'm excited about that. I think I'm going to learn a lot about more about how the body works through mm -hmm. the use of uh, these big data analytics and artificial intelligence and machine learning applied to literally gigabytes and gigabytes of your own personal health data, which we're soon to be able to access. It'll be in the cloud. Sure. And you'll be able to sort of learn so much from it and compare it to others. And so I think that's really exciting. Uh, on a personal level, you know, I'm sort of excited about continuing to experiment with my own biological age and, and my own well-being and my own health and my own spiritual growth and to feel like I'm just beginning. Like, mm. I honestly feel like I'm 20 again. Wow. I feel like, you know, when you're 20, you go, God, what am I going to be when I grow up? What am I going to do? Really? Kind of, yeah, because I kind of checked the boxes. You know, I had my family, I had my kids, you know, 
have meaning and purpose, have a great relationship. I'm Your like, career, the, career yeah. is good. I'm like, I don't have any more mountains to climb in the way of proving anything. And yet I, I, I have the health and the vitality and the resources to actually reimagine the rest of my life, the next wow. 60 years, right? It's incredible. What do the next 60 years look like? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What do I want to be? So like, I'm getting better at surfing. I'm going to go heli skiing this year. I'm going to go, you know, we're going to go climbing the mountains in South America and Patagonia. I'm going to, you know, just, I, I, I just do whatever I want to do. It's amazing. You know, but the truth is that I'm 63 and when I think back when I was a kid, man, 63 was freaking old. You know, 63, Heck yeah. they, they weren't doing so good. The pot no. bellies and the gray hair and the puffy face. And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, no way. Like, I'm like, it just doesn't have to be that way, you know? And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I had friends over in Hawaii visiting me last year, and you know, I was riding my bike every day, working out, and, you know, I had, like, 30-year-old friends. I'm like, let's go for a bike ride. I'm like, okay. And, like, and these are not people who are out of shape or overweight or unhealthy. These are really healthy people. One of them was, like, a, you know, uh, like a, a college, you know, college D1 soccer player, uh -huh. you know? <laughs> and, and I'm riding my hill straight up, seven miles up the hill, and she's like, oh. come on, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and, and one of them had to turn back. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's amazing to see that if you learn the science of how to create health, that you can continue to evolve and improve and optimize your health at any mm -hmm. age. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Like when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying even more than you would have elsewhere. At Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada yada yada. At Metro by T-Mobile. Nada yada yada. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I can't emphasize enough how important therapy is for everyone. I can't imagine what my life would look like now if I hadn't made the decision to start working with a professional on my mental and emotional health. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. It's beautiful, man. It's yeah. exciting. I'm going to be, I'm going to turn 40 next year. Oh, wow. If you could go back to your 40-year-old self and... Give me advice for three things to focus on from 40 until 60. What would those three things be that you would tell me or tell your younger 40-year-old self that you wish you would have done? I would say really, really, really invite play and joy in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, don't wait. You know, uh, 
Uh, I'm reading this book called Die With Zero, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is a great, a great book meditating on the idea that you know we, we save our money and we squirrel our nuts away and we don't have all these experiences. And you know, in my life, I haven't done a lot of stuff. You know, I have one house. My car is five years old. I paid for it. Uh -huh. It's a little Volvo. I mean, like, I don't have a lot of stuff. You know, um, but I love experiences. So I will spend money on experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll go on safari or I'll go, you know, learn how to surf in Costa Rica for a month or I'll, you know, go go to do some you know incredible backcountry skiing experience with friends or I'll I'll invite you know I'm inviting like 30 of my closest friends to Italy to go in a villa That's for a incredible. week and you know have all kinds of you know it's fun amazing. experiences together. So experience is really what matters and what brings the joy to life. So building relationships, building connections, building community, mm -hmm. it's so central to health and well-being in life. Oh. And I did that, but I, I definitely worked too hard. I definitely did not give myself enough time for that. The second thing is um, I probably would have started working out sooner. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I always did uh, bike riding and tennis and yoga. And I just, I was like, I, gyms are stinky. I don't like weights. If I do 10 push-ups, it hurts the next day. I don't like this. So <laughs> when I was 50, I couldn't do 10 push-ups. Wow. And now I can drop and do 80 without a stop. Incredible. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like, you know, it took me a minute, but I, I actually didn't think maybe that long. And I use the Tom Brady uh, TB12 sports uh -huh. training bands, which is mm -hmm. a lot easier on the body. And it's amazing. So yeah. I feel we, you know, I would have probably uh, doubled down on that a little earlier. I think um, I also would have probably done um, uh, uh, more work on my own um, on my own trauma that I couldn't really identify then, I think. So we didn't have the language for it. There wasn't, yeah. It wasn't in the zeitgeist like it is now. There weren't people talking about it. The world of psychedelics wasn't really, you know, a thing. So I think I think there's a, a bunch of stuff that I probably would have done around that. I think um, I've always eaten healthy. I've always, you know, done well. I think the other thing I I, I definitely did that, uh, and you can see from the picture that I was, you know, a vegetarian vegan, and I was kind of thin, mm -hmm. but but I had no muscle. Right, right. You know, <laughs> and I was act like I could run five miles. I could ride my bike a hundred miles. I wasn't unfit. But I, I just strong. I didn't have the kind of muscle mass right. that I think is so essential to longevity. Yeah. So the sooner you start building muscle, the better off you are. Mm. It's really a key part of longevity. Yeah. This is beautiful, Mark. I appreciate you. Your book, Young Forever: The Secrets to Living Your Longest, Healthiest Life. Uh, you guys can get this. It's got a step-by-step -step program. And by the way, the book's not all about relationships and trauma. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> it's not about that, but I think it's an important component. It's, it definitely of it. includes that. And I love yeah. how, you know, I've got a I've got a book coming out as well after yours called The Greatness Mindset. And the first section of it is about healing. Yeah. I think it's really, you know, for me learning the lessons of healing and how it's set me free as well. Mm. I feel like now I can go much higher in every area of life totally. with that. Whereas before it was like this. Uh, it was like yeah. grinding it to get yeah. there, you know, yeah. and it was harder. Yeah. So I think it's all about our beliefs and our healing and the mindset of it first about longevity and about relationships totally. and life totally. and everything. Yeah, you look you look brighter and happier and younger than I see. I you feel good, man. Yeah. In a while. Yeah, I, I've been a little tired. I was on a trip, but yeah, I feel good in general. But um, yeah, it's good to be alive, man. Good to be alive. Every day, I'm grateful. Yeah. There's so much joy, mm. peace, love, affection. You know, freedom it feels yeah. incredible. I think it's also the also key is like living in the moment, like yes. as much as possible. Whatever you're experiencing, it, you know, whatever you're doing, be in it, uh, because we live so much of our life distracted and disconnected. And so, whether you're, you know, washing the dishes or making love or 
mm-hmm. you know, working or climbing a mountain, like do that thing, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, I want people to get your book, uh, Young Forever. Make sure you guys pick up a copy. Where can we go to support Everywhere. you for it? Everywhere. Go to uh, youngforeverbook.com. If you want to learn more and get goodies, come along with the book. Uh, go to Dr. Mark Hyman's social media, drhyman.com. Any bookstore, online, offline, you can get the book. It's exciting. We're going to throw up a photo as well. You have to send me that photo of you in your 40s <laughs> and now. We'll put it up on screen for you guys to see the process of this. But this is amazing. Make sure you guys get a copy for your friends as well. Powerful book, powerful information. Um, I want to acknowledge you, Mark, for your transformation. It's incredible because I think healing is one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, healing the the wounds of our past, the inner child wound, whatever you want to call it. But especially as men, I feel like it's hard, harder for us to go back and address the things that we're most ashamed of or afraid of or insecure of or guilty around or whatever oh, it might be totally. and start doing the work. So for you to do that in your early 60s is really inspiring. <laughs> well, I'm a little slow. <laughs> but it's inspiring to see that it doesn't matter what age you are. You no, can, it's true. You can go back, you can revisit, and you mm. can start the healing process and the it's journey. True. It's it true. doesn't mean you're a perfect human being, and I'm sure you're going to have you know, no. challenges and flaws and things like this totally. in the future. But to do that work and give yourself more healing energy yeah. for a longer life and a totally. happier life, it's a beautiful thing. So I acknowledge thank you for you. that, my thank friend. You. It's inspiring. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the wisdom for what I need to do when I hit 40. It's really doing it right now. But <laughs> from 40 to 60, um, where are you spending the most time on social media these days? And how else can we be of service to you besides getting the book? You know, I, I have a great team, and uh, we put out tons of content that's mm-hmm. free about how to upgrade your life yeah. and your biological software. Uh, so I think, you know, Instagram and the podcast, podcast yeah. Doctor's Pharmacy podcast I have, uh, which is, you know, always up there with yours, back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lewis is doing great. Yeah, it's great to see you up there. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think that's a, a really beautiful forum for exploring ideas in depth like you do on the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a, it's for me, it's a labor of love because mm-hmm. I, I don't find it work to sit right. with extraordinary people and learn things that I want to learn and hear you know, things that expand my mind and, mm-hmm. and, and my heart. And it's, just, it's like a, I, it's the best job in the world. It's amazing, <laughs> right? It's so much fun. I love it. Well, uh, final question. What's your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness is freedom. Uh-huh. If you can be free physically, spiritually, emotionally in your community, if you can have a free mind, um, mm. you know, it's like that Bob Marley song, you know, uh, I can't remember the exact line of it. I'm bad with lyrics, but it's like only, only, uh, only ourselves can free our minds, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like we we have to free our minds to free and unlock, unlock all this stuff. Absolutely. Because what I'm telling you is not hard. I mean, the, 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 there's some things that are really easy and inexpensive and great to do. There's something that's a little more you know advanced. But but these things are not difficult, and it's. Step by step, and you can follow it. Yeah. But if your mind's locked up, you're not going to be able to do it. Sure. Right? You're going to want sure. that donut. <laughs> exactly, man. It's my challenge. Um, actually, I have one more question for you since uh, I've asked you this before, but I feel like you're in a, in a new space in your life with mm. the healing process you've been in. So um, it's the three truths question. If Imagine it's your last day on earth. You live 120. Maybe 150. I'm, I'm not 150. sure. I'm, I'm not sure. You live Maybe exactly however you want to live, you live that long. Yeah. You have the Thanksgiving dinner with all your friends, and then you go to sleep, and that's your last day. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, 
you got to take all the work you've done with you or it goes somewhere else. All your books, your podcast, everything mm -hmm. you've created for mm -hmm. whatever reason that's gone. Mm. But you get to leave three lessons behind to that table of people and to the world. What would those three truths be for you? That's a beautiful question. Uh, I think I think the the first one is um, you know, learn how to love yourself mm -hmm. and to love others really well. I think it, it's it seems like it should be an obvious and easy thing to do, but it's not. Most of us have lack of self-worth and self-love. Most of us struggle to fully be present and love others. So I think that's, that's really the core of life. I think the, the second thing is um, don't wait to do what you want to do in life. Just, just go for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, whatever brings you joy, find those things and follow them. Because that will not only make you live longer, but actually make your life way mm -hmm. better. And, and the third is... Um, Kind of work on understanding the owner's manual for your body because it's the it's the chassis that you carry around with you to be able to do all the rest of it. Yeah. So you can't love, you can't serve, you can't do all the things you want to do unless you understand how to care for this human frame that we were all mm -hmm. gifted that has the capacity to have ecstatic, extraordinary experiences. Wow. But only if we take care of it. If we're in a yeah. fog from eating crap and sitting around watching TV and mind-numbingly scrolling on social media or binge watching Netflix, like we're not going to be living the full human experience. Right. So right. Learn, learn how to elevate your biological software, which is really why I wrote the book, Young Forever, to help people get a roadmap and a very practical step-by-step -step guide to activating all of their mm. ancient healing systems, their longevity switches, and being able to have the opportunity to be a contribution to the world. Mm. Mark. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much. Okay. Powerful. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a rundown of today's show with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me as well as ad-free listening experience, make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel on Apple Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend over on social media or text a friend. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcast and let me know what you learned over on our social media channels at Lewis house. I really love hearing the feedback from you and it helps us continue to make the show better. And if you want more inspiration from our world-class guests and content to learn how to improve the quality of your life, then make sure to sign up for the Greatness Newsletter and get it delivered right to your inbox over at greatness.com newsletter. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. life you've been told to save but has anyone helped you figure out how to spend with fidelity income planning get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow even when you're not working one that includes your 401k and all your other accounts make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead whether one-on-one -on -one or through our planning tools learn more at fidelity.com income planning advisory services provided by fidelity personal and workplace advisors llc for a fee brokerage services by fidelity brokerage services llc Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.